0: Evo Sonic Radio. Radio. Life. Life.
1: (laughs) 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 Evo Sonic Radio presents On Air.
2: Tonight, with me, Hardy Heller, on the mic, and as a guest mix for you, we have another special live performance which we recorded at our beloved Ponderosa Festival just one month ago a mix by an old companion a good old friend of the oral family who we know already for a very very long time originally he's out of stuttgart and we played at his party series called session deluxe a few times back in the days The events had been held at Climax, one of the club institutions of Stuttgart, a small and very intimate and also today existing club. He of course also played several times at our events through the years in the past. Beside of that, we both did our own radio shows for a long time, Sundays at Sunshine Live. His show, like his label, like his event series, was called Session Deluxe, Our radio show was called Groovadelic, and so the Sunday evening at Sunshine Live had been known for offering cool and credible electronic club sounds. To make a long story short, we know and respect each other for more than just five years. And although we are not in contact every day or every week, we've, I think I can tell, a very good and reliable relationship. When I asked him if he could, would like to play at our Ponderosa festival, he immediately said yes, although he already had a confirmation, a confirmed booking that day in St. Gallen, Switzerland. After some serious problems regarding flight and train connections, we finally found a pleasant way to do it. So he played the Sundowner session on Saturday, the change from daytime to the nighttime sessions. So imagine yourself standing on the green, the sun going down behind the stage, the dance floor getting more and more crowded with lots and lots of smiling faces. And Martin Ayra playing an amazing 100% fitting set in which he catch the mood of the people, the mood of the moment so perfectly. So enjoy for the next hour a part of Martin Ayra's set, which he played at our Ponderosa festival while the sun sets. Enjoy!
1: Nothing greater, my darling, (laughs) than personal liberation.
2: set at our Ponderosa festival one month ago.
1: Radio. Dein Sender
2: für Musik. You are listening to Oral on Air here on Evosonic Radio. The set, the guest mix is a live performance by Martin Eyra recorded at our Ponderosa Festival just four weeks ago. As I already told you, Martin and I know each other already for a long time from back in the nineties or so. So hi and hello Martin.
3: Hi Hardy, nice to be invited. So
2: I told already our guests that you were born and raised in Stuttgart but moved a long time ago. When did you move and why? There's a
3: small correction, I was born in Munich, my uh, whole oh. family comes from Munich but I was raised in uh, around Stuttgart in a very small town, so I know how it's growing up in a small town. I realized after like doing already music playing that I need to be in the next bigger city to to be able to grow something on my career. Yeah. But I was aware that I need to go to Stuttgart and I uh, moved to Stuttgart with my partners. We had back in those days already our labels, uh, Planet E Records, Planet E Music yeah. was it called and Club Town Records and uh, we had some... Uh, very small success in compilations and we were producing and so we moved to Stuttgart. That was in 1997, I think. And then I lived in Stuttgart for uh, more than uh, 15 years. And in 2011, I was sitting in my studio with Chopstick, a partner I did many records with and he lives in Berlin since 20 years and he told me, hey, there is this and that and this and that. And I in this moment I was somehow clear I need to move there and so I went home to my wife and I said let's move to Berlin and she said because we have three kids she said okay but if we have a nice school for the kids and uh, we live in a proper flat not like one room apartment we can do it so I moved to Berlin actually in 2012 yeah. or we all moved then. So
2: she was fine with your idea and stood behind you. You know, living
3: with a crazy guy like me, who is like touring all the, the time. And all that it's really great that I have a wife who supports always what I did. And she's always open like me. And we moved to Berlin and uh, now we are here the nine years. Next year, it's 10. Mm-hmm. And we love the city. And I don't think that we could move back to South Germany after being here in this cosmopolitan, crazy, mixed city here.
2: And you've uh, established um, studio complex in Berlin, Riverside Studios.
3: Yeah, it was not the plan. I, I just moved and I had a friend, Santé, who's also a DJ and producer. Yeah. Uh, he, had, uh, he told me, hey Martin, you can stay here in the studio complex where we are we can stay six months but then all of us need to move out like typical Berlin story the house will be renovated and uh, turned into apartments but six months you can stay and I moved there with like my with a small setup of my studio and then gave myself the six months to find a a place for building a studio in where I could like have like proper studio again and I thought it was easy but it was already in 2012 not easy and uh, I, I was really running around the city everywhere six months nearly every day checking out here and there and then finally a guy roland lesko from get physical called me Mm. he said hey martin there is something here in the building it's basement but it's cool why don't you check it out so i was like "Hmm, basement not sure i need daylight and stuff but i will check so i went there and it was amazing because there was a river view, even though I ignored completely that there was nothing inside. It was really a warehouse. Yeah, There yeah. was like <laughs> zero. Yeah. So I was blinded by this view and was like, I want to put do my studio here. And... This night, like literally, I don't believe in coincidence, I went for dinner with Tassilo from Penpot, who is a friend of mine, and he asked me, man, what are you doing? said, I will construct and build a studio there. I have found a cool place, and he said, okay, I'm in. And (laughs) on my way home, yeah, it was really like that, right? And on my way home, Jake from Beirut, who runs a club, uh, or clubs there, and he's a friend of mine since I play in Beirut. Mm since more than 10 years before he always said if you do something i want to be your partner let's do business together and he called me also that night when i was on my by way accident. home and asked, by really by accident really really yeah. and by accident he called me what are you doing yeah i just had a dinner with Tassilo. Uh, uh we will build studios now and that's it and he said hey i also want to be in so that's really how we started they were in and we started three studios mm-hmm. but when we started constructing we have a big networks we know a lot of people and in the same moment everyone of course looks for studios now huh? we know that it's really hard to find
0: yeah.
3: so it, it it was crazy how many people called us and we said let's build more studios mm-hmm. not to just to make a business out of it or something it was more like let's build like a kind of cool community where a lot of artists are yeah. creative, it can place. Be nice. creative place can be really nice to have all these friends around us and working together and that's how we actually started Riverside Studios and uh, of course we ran out of money like already after six months uh, mm-hmm. completely we were broke so we <laughs> <laughs> we sold everything we had our cars and everything mm-hmm. uh, we didn't get a loan that days and uh, somehow we managed it took us three years to build and construct because we, we went bigger and bigger and the, the craziest moment was when we realized that we actually built a new company because that's not what we wanted. That was really the moment when we really created like or launched the business and said, okay, what is the business there? It's not just renting. Hmm. Let's do more out of it, build a community, maybe run events in, in there. And that's how we started Riverside Studios.
2: Okay. And so how many studios have you built?
3: there? Today we run 27 studios, holy
2: so we Jesus. had, yeah,
3: holy, 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 I would even say holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we operate now, today, uh, 2,000 stu- uh, square meters where studios are, but then we extended it later with in the building, it's a huge building. There is a lot of mm-hmm. festival management, Beatport is also in the same building, radio station Flux FM, and so further. Mm-hmm. We took also space and we rented out to publishing companies like Warner Music, yeah. Roland, Moog is with us, and you know, like we wanted to have also industry there because it's a nice connection between yeah, artists, songwriters, and so further. Mm-hmm. And uh, so today we operate uh, six thousand square meters actually. No, yeah. five thousand. Sorry, I don't want that. Five thousand so, square meters.
2: So, you brought the producers and the creative economy together, more or less. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That all sounds very, very interesting, but I guess our listeners also want to hear some more music from the set you've played at our Ponderosa Festival. Later on, I have some more questions for you, but for now, back to the music. You are listening to Oral on Air here on Evosonic Radio from 8 to 9 p.m. like every Wednesday. With me, Hardy Heller, on the mic and tonight with a live performance which we recorded at our Ponderosa Festival by Martin Ayra. In the first part of our interview, we spoke, for example, about Riverside Studio, a studio complex which was established by Martin as well as Tassilo, who's well known as part of Penpot, and Kuwait from Beirut. And yeah, my question is, I think, uh, yeah, a lot of creative people, Sante, uh, Radio Slave, and so on are uh, having their studios there so do you exchange recordings up front its release for example
3: yes 100 um, percent. you know i like to play a mix of unreleased stuff but sometimes i can play records that are not the latest one maybe they are two or three years old i like that too of because course, sometimes yeah. you think I, uh, some teachers only think oh, it's old i cannot play it and i think it's a nice mix sometimes to have stuff that fits in that moment, in that mood, Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't want to put a barrier on my head, okay, it's an old track, I cannot play it, I think it's not what I like. So, and for instance, last two weeks ago, I played at Sisyphorce, so I asked Matt, a radio slave, Mm -hmm. um, hey, do you have some new stuff? And he sent me immediately 50 new tracks, like unreleased (laughs) stuff, uh, from, hey, of course, cool. And this is also community, yeah, like that you share and you trust people that they don't give it, to, to next people yeah. and uh, this is why I like to be in a community because the, if there's a mutual trust and you uh, you give something you get something back and uh, of course you have your networks of friends where people ask you hey I have something new can you check it how do you feel and then when you like it you ask them hey can I play it I play on, on the Rosa festival yeah. and so that's why as yes, of course I have some unreleased stuff also for myself a few records yeah
2: yeah, cool. So you mentioned Sisyphos. I think um, we met in August also, uh, when you played at Hammerhall and you played a yeah absolute amazing techno set. Um, we met also, I think one and a half years ago before the COVID shit happened. At Watergate you played downstairs, a quite clubby set. Now Ponderosa, you played Saturday evening, six o'clock, so more or less sunset session. And yeah, your sound is always great, but always quite diverse. Do you think about that beforehand or just let it happen in the moment?
3: Um, Of course you think beforehand, what is the time slot you play? Because it is important to adapt to yeah like that you fit in the general flow of the event because people have different moods and different moments of the night mm-hmm. and uh, I like yes to have a variety of style of sets I can play mm-hmm. though I believe what what I have as a common factor in is I want to have sets that always are driving in a way you know mm-hmm. that you have yeah, really a certain energy that brings you from a to b in your mood this is yes, for me important so yeah. i create a pool generally of tracks that i my set not in the set for that night mm-hmm. generally like in my record box yeah mm-hmm. when back in the days you know it hardy we all had record boxes where there were there was only space for 100 vinyls because yeah. more than 100 vinyls you cannot carry yeah so um, except you have had good friends <laughs> 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 yes exactly but sometimes it's not good to have 2 300 vinyls with you and this is what I, the yeah. point i want to Make now when you when you were, went to the record store back in the days you bought five new records maybe or maybe eight or even ten i don't know and then uh, when you put them in your record box to realize oh damn it's full so you have to put out old stuff and i think it's a good thing because Sometimes a certain limitation is great because then uh, the sets maybe get better because you have to to play with what you have as a pool. Mm -hmm. And that's the way how I treat also my digital collection at the moment. If I bring in new stuff, I throw out old stuff and I want to keep the pool never more than 200 tracks. This is like the maximum. And the question was if I prepare one set, uh, no, I don't prepare the set like specifically, but I prepare then, a, a, let's say, a bigger pool of tracks where I can feel okay. Yep. I know my playtime is 6 to 8, that means uh, it's outdoor, it's a festival. Festival means maybe a bit more driving, it's outdoors, but it's still not like the night peak time when it's dark, so people yep. might maybe want to get into a mood also. So this is the way in my head where I know, okay, I will need kind of tracks they are Roughly like XYZ, but then of course in the night sometimes while playing I feel like okay now the mood is a bit It got a bit faster like really mm-hmm. like let's say hands up yep. And then I know I can have another three four tracks in this style So I do it spontaneously and try to feel the people yep. and also guide them through so that this is more or less how I um, yep. prepare thanks
2: for all the interesting information how how your workflow is how you prepare for a gig and yeah you also run a really successful label called Klinklong. you had huge success with several releases there but as far as i know you have not released anything on Klong as well as in person you've not released anything within the last year. Does it has to do with
3: COVID? Actually, it doesn't have really to deal with Corona. I run the label with my partner, Rainer, and we said from the beginning, we only release tracks we 100% feel and we are convinced that they work. And mm-hmm. so we did not just have proper music. And in the same moment, that the, the genre we always stood for at Klinklong mm-hmm. was Tech House. Yeah. And I think the, the Tech House we, uh, like I like, said, how we define tech house was not really the genre in the last one and a half years that was like uh, really out on the market big time. Eh? Mm-hmm. When you look at Beatport tech house, it's way more commercial than what we did. The techno itself got more faster, like super fast, which yep. was not also our genre. And then there is a lot like uh, you can call it organic or melodical house, yep. which was also not never really clean long So mm-hmm. we were just not sure what to do, to be honest. So we mm-hmm. said, okay, let's pause it until. We have, again, inspiration and stuff comes across. To answer also your question, yes, we will release stuff because I decided, at least, I have a, really a bunch of new tracks created in the last, actually, one and a half years, finished them, um, some corporations mm-hmm. with people I worked for many years, and I will definitely uh, release them on Klinklong and then see if uh, this kind of sound we are going for still works out and then we might like completely pick it up again.
2: So, thanks, Martin, for this great interview, for all the information about you. Thanks for being our guest at Ponderosa, and we keep in touch.
3: Yeah, first, thanks a lot, Hardy, for also inviting me to Ponderosa, but then also for promoting it. It's, I know it's really hard to build up something like that, which is not the biggest commercial case. It's, you can feel mm-hmm. that all your team is doing with, like in German, we say Herzblut, which is like like really out of soul. And uh, not for commercial reasons, and you feel it when you get there. It's really, really cool thing. It grew over the last years, even though there was Corona. So, congrats for that, and thanks for having me. Then also, uh, thank you for inviting me in Oral Radio, and um, all the success with that. And a small note: I do Klinklong radio shows since 20 years actually. So if you guys want to join my radio show every week, new tracks, it's on podcast, it's on my SoundCloud and on Sunshine Live and on different stations you'll find it in the net.
2: Okay, cool. So um, um, do you have a page or the people just go to google and uh, we'll find out of course
3: yeah you, you can the easiest maybe on my soundcloud i also it's even free for download every week one hour new music with martin Iro on my soundcloud is the easiest way to find it clink okay. long long show on martin Iron soundcloud
2: okay so have a good one take care martin thanks
3: a lot hardy
2: and as we are already close to nine o'clock i hope that you enjoyed the music and also the interview or the information Martin gave us. For me, really, really interesting to hear. And yeah, so next up here on Evosonic Radio is the drum and bass dimension. And from 11 o'clock on, it's the Hamburg Lightline session with Sam. Enjoy. Oral on Air